this week, we're wrapping up our season of The Fruit of the Spirit with a conversation with my friend and this show's podcast editor, Angie Elkins. We talk about what it looks like to live a fruitful life. We share personal stories from our own journeys with Jesus, as well as a few stories from listeners like you. And yes, of course, we will also be spending time praying as well. This week, Angie prays with me through John chapter 15, and we meditate on how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all work together to bear fruit in our lives. So I invite you to listen in to our conversation at the start of this episode, and then toward the end, spend 10 minutes with us praying for God to work the fruit of His Spirit in our lives as we recite God's goodness, express our neediness, seek his stillness, and trust his faithfulness. But now to get started, Angie, I am so excited that we get to do this together. You have been laboring behind the scenes to make this podcast sound great, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our listeners. Would you um, start by just telling us, of the fruit of the Spirit, which one has been most challenging to you this season? (laughs) You just going right, right for it, right? Let's do it. Just like, let's just jump in and go for the hard stuff. Yes. Well, I mean, I would say it's not just this season, but probably my entire life. (laughs) Uh, One of, there are probably two, I think that pop up um, the most. I would say gentleness and self-control are probably the two that I feel don't come as naturally to me. Not that any of them really are natural, but um, those are the two that I find myself stumbling over probably more than the others. Um, What about you? Yeah, um, self-control would be at the Mm -hmm. top. And Mm -hmm. I think patience. Mm. Uh, I used to think I was a patient person. And then, and then, and then, then had I had children. kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Is coming. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, Angie, like, it's not that my children make me impatient. I really think God, um, <laughs> allows for motherhood to reveal what's in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like any of us can be patient when everything goes our way. Um, yeah. it's in the midst of the difficulty when I'm, it's like, the laundry basket has been on the floor of my children's room for like five days mm-hmm. and they're telling me they don't have clean underwear. And it's like, there is clean underwear in that laundry basket <laughs> waiting for you to put it away. <laughs> and those are the moments when I need to, to remember the fruit of the spirit is patience. Is patience. And yeah. Yeah. It doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important distinction when you said it's not that my kids make me impatient. It's that it reveals the impatience that's already there. I think that's true of, of all of life, right? I mean, it's that, mm-hmm. that old analogy that we've all heard. When the cup gets shaken, whatever's inside is what spills out, right? So mm-hmm. we would hope that the, those fruits come flowing out. Um, but what we find, and I think uh, motherhood or parenting in general is the perfect way for God to prune us, to use that, to use the fruit analogy, to prune us and to show us what, what needs to be taken away so that the real fruit can grow, can grow there in its place. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you mentioned motherhood and we just Mm -hmm. jumped into this episode right away. So I want you to kind of take a step back and would you tell us a little bit about what this looks like for you? Uh, Mm -hmm. Married, kids, work, tell us just Mm -hmm. briefly what that day-to-day looks like and then we'll come back to the fruit of the spirit. Okay, sure. Yeah, so I'm married. This year I will celebrate 25 years with my husband, Robert. Uh, It's pretty awesome. And I think marriage uh, in general is also one of those tools that God uses to expose and shine the light on where there's not wonderful fruit growing, Um, Mm -hmm. but also an opportunity to to fertilize that ground, right, and that soil. So uh, we, uh, yeah, so 25 years, and then we have three kids. So all teenagers, actually my oldest is 20 now. So I'm like wow. moving out of the teenage years. He's 20 years old and in college. And uh, my middle, my daughter is 18 and just graduated high school. And then I have one left in high school. Foster is up my youngest and he is 16. So um, the teenage years certainly are different, and I can definitely see that God is shining a light on different areas, you know, than when my mm-hmm. kids were really little. Um, I think mm-hmm. the patience comes comes into play a lot when they're little. Like you said, just exa- the example you gave is so perfect. I think with um, teenagers, that self-control for me, like, not inserting myself into their lives too much or not asking too many questions or, you know, giving them their freedom is probably a, a, a big, <laughs> one of my biggest struggles. Hmm. I can see that, how, how different seasons lend themselves to growth in areas of the fruit of spirit. And we started this season um, with a conversation with one of my dear college professors, Dr. Estes, uh, he w- was the person who first introduced me to this idea of praying through the fruit of the spirit. Um, if you haven't listened yet to that episode, you can go catch it. It's the very first episode of the season. It's a good one. And yeah, it's titled, Why Pray the Fruit of the Spirit? Like, why are we even doing this? Why did we spend 12 weeks this summer? praying through the fruit of the spirit. And um, in that episode, I had shared with Dr. Estes that um, for the longest time, I viewed the fruit of the spirit as like this to-do list. Like this is the type of person I need to be. I need to be loving and joyous and patient and kind and peaceful and all the things. And it just felt like such a heavy burden. And it wasn't until like the last few months before, probably the first few months of this year, as I was studying and preparing and praying about what this next podcast season ought to look like, that the Lord led me to the fruit of the Spirit and kind of viewing it differently as this is the fruit that God's Spirit abides in us, that God's Spirit bears in us as we abide in Jesus. It's more an invitation Mm. Uh, a promise of what God longs to do in us when we rest and abide in him. And I wonder, Angie, how has your view of the fruit of the spirit um, grown and shifted over the years of, Mm. of walking with the Lord and also this past summer as we've been praying through the fruit of the spirit? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually, the Lord has really been speaking to me through nature and creation in in really the last several years. And so um, starting in 
2017, the word for the year he gave me that year was the word seed. And so anytime I see that word in scripture, or I hear somebody refer to it. I'm always interested in where, what God is doing with that. And, um, it's pretty interesting because recently I looked up the, uh, the stages of the germination of a seed. And the the very first thing that happens to a seed is that water invades the seed, fills it, and cracks it open so that it can produce growth and new life. And then it shoots up out of the ground. The, the other stages are it shoots up out of the ground. And then the final stage is it produces fruit. And I love that illustration so much because we see all throughout scripture, um, the image of water and, uh, how it represents God's power and his glory so much. And even, even with baptism, right, we can talk about how we are buried and buried and then raised in the life of the Holy spirit. So, um, I just think of that water invading our seed and us being willing to be broken and let it crack open so that that new life can grow. And then of course the the fruit is the ultimate end game, right? Um, It's pretty cool because as I was preparing to come on this, I have been reading this great book. Your listeners are going to love this. It's called God of All Things by Andrew Wilson. Have you read it? I haven't. Okay. Well, you're going to love this. You're going to want to read it. Okay. It's, um, it's a biblical theology. Thing. Yeah, it's a biblical theology that traces certain themes throughout Scripture. And one of he actually traces fruit throughout Scripture. And so he starts at the beginning and talks about how um, it was one of the very first gifts that God gave us, fruit. You know, um, he one of the first things he created were the truth the trees that bore fruit. And then, um, actually he, he gifted us with the garden and, and all the, the fruit of the trees, except for the one, right. (laughs) And we often think of, of sin as associated with fruit, right. But it was actually the first garden gift. Isn't that cool to think of it that way? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just thinking of the fruits as a gift from God, I think about just fruit in general is just how sweet it is and what a, you know, just a surprising thing fruit can be the way that it tastes and, and the extra it brings, you know, to a meal. If you've ever had vanilla ice cream topped with fresh peaches, I mean, it's just extra, (laughs) right? It's just over the top. And so I've just been thinking of the fruit as the extra and the dessert and the beautiful, sweet, kind, good gift of God for us um, as he grows and germinates that seed in us and brings that new life. And then the result is this sweet, beautiful fruit. Hmm. That's such a beautiful imagery. And it, I mean, I am a foodie. So yes, you got me with the ice cream and the fruit on top. Definitely right there. Absolutely. Uh, that fruit, I think in a way is a, a representation of this is his invitation. We mm-hmm. can reject it the same way Adam and Eve rejected God by, by choosing to take that fruit in their own, their own manner. Um, and we're going to get to praying 
through John 15, which Mm -hmm. is that beautiful imagery of I am the vine, you are the branches, abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Um, But I just think that's so significant that this also represents a choice. Mm-hmm. Like this summer for each of us, as we prayed through the fruit of the spirit, I would venture to guess that each of us has had moments <laughs> where we find ourselves in the midst of a situation. Maybe it's in the week of kindness and you're like, I could be kind right now. I could also <laughs> be a jerk. And it just feels like I want to be a jerk right now. Right. right. And yet the fruit of the spirit is kindness. And so I have a choice to make whether I am going to abide in God I am going to trust him. I'm going to rest in him. I'm going to bear the fruit of his kindness in my life, or I'm going to go my own way. And I wonder, Angie, as we're kind of like moving toward that prayer section, um, not quite yet because there's one more question I have, but (laughs) is there a moment or a story that you would share with us from this past summer of where you feel like there was that moment of choice where God's spirit was inviting you hmm. to rest in him, to bear his fruit um, and what that hmm. looked like. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a, a specific story, but I will tell you um, the fruit of goodness has been something that I do feel like God is opening my eyes to opportunities to show goodness Um, I think I may have sent you a message about this, Asherita, but I read a book about God's goodness this summer. Um, The Hebrew word for goodness is tov, Mm T-O-V, and how we really are to live out God's goodness in our lives. He is good because he is good. We are to live out God's goodness. And I don't know, I think I see so much corruption in the world around me people are not prone to to show and live the goodness of God and it makes me want to step into that even more you know and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times for for many of us we may see something that we don't like but we just want to throw up our hands and say I'm I don't want any part of that I'm walking away from that mm-hmm. but I think God calls us actually to step in and say and to, to live the goodness of God out in those situations, because if we don't, someone else will, right? And so I feel that pull to, to step into situations where the goodness of God is needed and to allow him to work that fruit out and reveal it in the situation. Not me being good, but Christ being good in me and through me. Um, it's because of him and because of his blood and because of his sacrifice and death and resurrection that I am able to even bear any of this fruit. Right. Um, exactly. but yeah, I mean, I think just, just living in those moments where we can help someone at the grocery store, push their cart or, um, where we can not cut someone off in traffic. In fact, let them in front of us instead, you know, Mm -hmm. just those kinds of things. Um, where we can show simple, sweet goodness of God to the people around us. I think that's just an example of what I feel like he's been calling me to do this summer. Hmm. I think especially in those situations, because in my mind I'm thinking of the difference between goodness and kindness. Mm. And I, I think especially when you are in the midst of decay and rottenness and 
uh, corruption and toxicity to be the salt that preserves to be the light that shines in that place like that is the goodness of god manifesting itself through his people if jesus christ is the head and we are the body i mean we are the ones to live that out and it's it's such a beautiful opportunity to be you told me that the that word tove that god looked at everything he had made and he called it good and and we get to be a part of that right now as we're waiting for Jesus' return. The the last little bit that I can't like wrap up this episode and this season without talking about, um, although it's it's not necessarily a comfortable part of this conversation, um, is where Jesus talks about the vine and the branches, and he says his father is the gardener. And this is John chapter 15, verse 2. He says, The Father cuts off every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And I mean, I like talking about, you know, God's promise to bear love and joy and peace in my life. I don't necessarily like talking about the pruning part (laughs) because that pruning is painful. Um, and this isn't necessarily fruit, but it's still a gardening metaphor. Um, my, (laughs) during COVID, one of the things that my husband and I tried to be more intentional about was beautifying our yard and our space. And so we bought this, um, ginormous rose bush from the nursery, um, that, oh, I wish you could smell this episode. Like, I wish you could smell it right now. Um, I actually posted pictures on Instagram. It is the most gorgeous rose that smells like summer. I don't know how else to put it. And um, beautiful blooms, like 50 petals to a rose. And this spring, I was really excited about this rose bush. And when I went to look at it, it had maybe like three buds. And um, (laughs) I have a black thumb. So I called my mom, who knows everything about plants, and I take my dying houseplants to her for rehabilitation, and she brings them back to life. And so I called her, and I said, Mom, would you come look at this rose bush? Because I don't know what's wrong with it, but it, it doesn't look like it's flourishing. And she, like within five seconds of looking it over, she's like, Asher, you have to prune this, because if you don't prune back the rose bush, all of its energy is going to go into... Um, growing more leaves and it won't have any flowers you're going to be stuck just with these three flowers that you have and so she took a pair of shears and Angie I kid you not she cut back like a third of the bush and I was like my poor little rose bush I was quite happy with how big it had grown and how like flashy it was and it was tall and yet she cut that way back and in my heart, I was a little sad because I was like, I'm pretty sure we're not going to have any roses this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was not even a month ago. And just this morning, I looked out my front window. We have, I think, 25 rosebuds on mm. that bush. Wow. Um, she had cut back all the growth that would not result in, in blooms. And because mm-hmm. of that, the, the bush was able to pull all its energy and, and sap and nutrients out of the soil and put it into producing these blooms. Mm. And 
again, I'm not really a gardening person, <laughs> but every time I look at that bush, I look out over the sink. It's right there as a reminder of this is the work God wants to do in my life. When he mm-hmm. wants to prune back something in my life, It's it might be painful. It could mm-hmm. hurt, but it's because he he wants what's best. He wants mm. what's good. Um, and I'm, I'm just excited for just what God has been doing in listeners' lives around the world. Um, I've been receiving emails of people who've been listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, some voice messages that I wanted to, to play, just a yes. few clips as well. Um, but we have prayer groups that have popped up around the world. And um, I just want to give a shout out to Emily in Arkansas and Joelle in New Zealand and Carrie out in Georgia. Miranda has a group together. I don't think she told me where she is, but um, Miranda brought a group (laughs) together. Holly in Oregon, Cheryl in New York, and Trisha in Florida. And I know that's just a handful of the ones that I've gathered together, but I love that. um, I've I've heard from listeners of the podcast who said, I started listening by myself. And when you challenged us to text a few friends and pray through the season together, I did it, but I never expected that it would make this experience so much richer because now mm-hmm. I get to share with people in my life what God is doing. We get to pray together. Um, and there's one clip from Agnes in France that I want to play for wow. you. I'm just okay. sharing at the beginning of the season kind of what her intention was for this season. Hi, I'm Sherita. I'm Agnes from France. And I wanted to send you this little voice message. Just thank you for the prayer of rest program as well as for your books. Um, I I really appreciate and I especially and very often thank the Lord for you and be blessed in your in your work. I was I'm doing very often that with one of my daughter is Aline and I will uh, try to take with me one of my friends her name is Stephanie for the next season of prayer of rest uh, have a nice day and uh, lots lots of greetings and much love from France so I loved hearing Anya I think I'm pronouncing it with an American accent, so I'm sorry, Agnes, <laughs> but um, I just loved this picture of doing mm. it with her daughter and with Absolutely. her friend, mm-hmm. and especially coming out of um, the pandemic this past year, to have something that intentionally draws us close together mm-hmm. and has us um, focusing our conversations with one another mm. on ways that God is growing his fruit in our lives. And I know the importance of prayer and Mm -hmm. I know also what it does to my heart when I pray Mm -hmm. but there's still something about setting aside 10 minutes and praying together with a podcast you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like yeah just being able to hit play and saying okay for the next 10 minutes I am spending this time with God in the midst Mm -hmm. of the craziness of today or whatever's happened like my soul needs this rest Mm -hmm. and that's what Vivian shared with us as well Good morning, Asherita. As we began our prayers of rest this morning, you began by saying, 
find a quiet place and take a deep breath as we enter in God's presence. And I've underlined that because it really spoke to me this morning. The word enter. That we can actually enter in God's presence. I wholeheartedly agree with the psalmist to enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise as we begin our day with prayer. You know, I I think of that and sometimes, Angie, I'll... When I sit down to record these prayers, I don't script them out. Um, and so, you know, that's an example of a time. It's it's a phrase that I tend to use a lot, like find a quiet place where you won't be interrupted as we enter into God's presence together, as we become aware of God's presence here with us. And I love how different people can can pray through the same episode and God uses something different to speak to their hearts, exactly what they needed to hear that day. Hmm. So I, I'm just thinking of the irony that, you know, we plan or you plan a, a podcast episode around, for example, the fruit of patience. But instead of the word patience, the word that the Holy Spirit speaks to her is enter. Mm-hmm. And I mean... That is just a miracle. Let, let's just stop and say how, what, how miraculous that is, that the Holy Spirit living in us can say, can reveal, or, or even can just say, focus on the word enter today. Hear that word. Mm. I mean, that's just amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. And even going through the, the rest acronym of prayer, um, even though you would think that, oh, if, if it's the same, you know, recite God's goodness, express your neediness, seek his stillness, trust his faithfulness. Like, I have a tendency to think that um, any boundaries are restricting. But at the same time, when the whole world is your oyster, it's hard mm-hmm. to know exactly what to say, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the rest acronym has helped me learn how to pray. It's given me a focus when I read a passage of scripture to think to myself, like, this is, at first I'm going to pause. I'm going to see what this text says about God, and I'm going to praise him for that before I move into something else. And um, this is the last clip I want to play for you, but Tracy says something really similar. Here she is. Hello, Asherita. Tracy here from Pittsburgh. I'm sipping my virtual tea and imagining us talking and praying together. Last year, I got really sick with an undiagnosed illness and started suffering from anxiety and panic attacks. I was in a very bad place mentally. I started reading the Psalms, I started writing in a journal, and I decided to do an Advent devotional. I truly believe God sent me to your website. I then listened to prayers of rest while driving to work. My prayer life was sorely lacking before. I'm so grateful now I've learned how to pray again. I believe my illness is God's way of redirecting me to Him and to the path He wants me to follow. Not sure what that is yet, but I'm available to him. Thank you for being you and sharing your faith. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. One thing I wanted to point out as I was listening to um, Tracy's voice message is how she shared that it, like, on the other side of this illness, now having a diagnosis, she feels like God has used that to bring her closer to him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes back to that pruning conversation we had that God can use anything to cut back those things that distract us and keep us from being fruitful. 
and to bring us back into a place of resting in him Mm -hmm. and abiding in him and it's beautiful man what what a gift Mm -hmm. to be a part of that absolutely it is it's a gift for me I know it's it is truly a gift for me to get to be part of this ministry that's reaching so many people all over the world and um, just to even get to talk with you to be able to send you a message after I listen to an episode it's it's pretty pretty cool so (laughs) I'm very thankful thank you so much for what you do Um, and listeners you don't know this but Typically, I will record an episode, and it goes about 15 minutes, <laughs> and Angie has the hard job of deciding what part of my prayer <laughs> to cut. <laughs> it is a very hard job, and I'm telling you right now, now that you have revealed that secret, your listeners are going to say, don't cut it. Don't cut any part <laughs> of it. Leave it all in. Okay, um, okay, but yeah. here's why we do it. Because I'm so committed to that 10-minute episode mark because I don't want anyone to look at the episode and be like, oh, I don't have time for 15 minutes or I don't have time for 30 minutes of prayer today. I can only, I mean, I can only do 10 minutes, but I think we all have 10 minutes. But if you are listening and you're like, man, no, I I do. I want more time in prayer. (laughs) Um, Let me encourage you to join our prayer community over on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Every month we do a live prayer call. It's an hour long. And so if you want longer times of prayer together, that's where we do it. We do it live. So we get to see each other. We get to listen to each other's prayers. Um, And those prayers are usually recorded. And so I'll upload longer prayers to our Patreon community. So if that is something that you do want to be a part of, if you don't want Angie deleting any of the (laughs) prayer sections, (laughs) you can uh, join that prayer community. Um, Go to prayersofrest.com backslash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and you can join us there. So Angie, this has been such a wonderful conversation, and I would love for us to wrap up our time together by praying through a few verses in John chapter 15. Um, And this is special to me because usually I pray by myself or we pray (laughs) in our Patreon community, um, but we get to pray together. And if you're listening to this and praying along, um, the pauses in between the prayers might be a bit shorter. Feel free to hit that pause button Mm -hmm. and spend as much time as you would like in conversation with the Lord. So as we begin, let's take a deep breath and quiet our souls as we enter into God's presence together. Today's passage comes from John chapter 15, verses 5 through 8. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let's begin by reciting God's goodness, praising him for who he is and for what he has done. Oh, Father, I 
crazy right now, just looking back on the, the last few weeks for the ways that you have used this podcast in my life, in listeners' lives around the world. Thank you that you are committed to us. You want to bear fruit in our lives, even though we're not the easiest people to work with. Thank you, Jesus, for your abiding presence in our lives through the Spirit. Thank you, Father, for the pruning work that you do through, even through disease, even revealing distractions, showing us the pride in our lives. Thank you that you are committed to using us in this world as your salt and light in the dark and decaying places that in those places we might bear much fruit to your glory, that you are good and loving and faithful and gentle and kind. You are everything we need, and we praise you. Lord, I thank you and just am in awe, even as the rain is falling outside my window now, God, I am so uh, aware of how good you are to provide for us what we need um, and how good you are to let us be part of what you're doing in the world as your Holy Spirit moves and works in lives and in spirits and um, moves all of us toward your goodness God I'm just feeling so um, grateful that we get to be part of your plan and what you're doing. We move now to express our neediness, confessing our need for God and his forgiveness. And Lord, I confess even in the midst of this prayer and this passage and this conversation with Angie, that it's easy to get discouraged how far, how far I still have to go. <laughs> how often your fruit is still lacking in my life. How much of pride there still is in me. How much self in me. So Lord Jesus, I ask for your resurrection power to put to death the deeds of the flesh, to die to that old Asherita that seeks to exalt self, that mistrusts you, that tries to protect myself or, or selfishly looks for my own gain and my own benefit. Father, would you continue to prune and cut back the leafy parts of my life that are all for show and yet don't bear fruit? And even if it's painful in the moment, Lord Jesus, you are more precious. Your spirit's work is more important. I want more of you.
God, we need you. We just need you. We need you to prune away all of the things that that should not be present in our lives. We want to grow and flourish and produce fruit and blooms and uh, bring you glory with all of that. But God, we cannot do it without you and you as our as our gardener to come into our lives and prune away the unnecessary, the extra, the the things that are not fruit producing, God. We need that from you. We need the rain. We need it to come and fall on us to grow this fruit. And God, we need you to continue to remind us as we move throughout our day that we cannot move and breathe and have our being without you. We cannot. We are desperately in need of you. So now I invite you to seek his stillness. Just be still with Jesus, your vine, with the Father, your gardener, with the Spirit, the power who bears fruit in your life. Allow God's tender gardener touch to do the work that he needs to do on your heart today. Finally, we trust God's faithfulness. Oh God, you, your mercies are new every morning. You are the one who provides. You are the one who watches over. You are the one who tends and cares. And so we trust God that you will be faithful to continue bearing your spirit's fruit in our lives as we abide in you, as we head into the next season of our lives. God, we trust that you will continue to work in us, that we will not forget the lessons of the fruit of the spirit this summer, that we will not just check something off our list and move on, but that you will continue to grow us in your love joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness, your gentleness, your self-control, that you who started this work will be faithful to complete it. And so we trust you, God. As you listen to today's passage again, what word or phrase stands out to you? What do you feel God is saying to you? And is there anything else that you want to say to him? I'm going to add verse 16 
chapter 15, verses 5 to 8 and verse 16. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Angie, thank you so much for joining us today for the season wrap-up of The Fruit of the Spirit. As we wrap up, um, tell us where can listeners find your podcast and learn more mm. about you and your ministry. Oh, thank you, Ashrita. My podcast is called Chatology, and I would love for all of you to listen. It is Chatology ending in IE, just like my name, Angie, IE ending. Um, so you can find it everywhere you listen to podcasts. And I'm just about to launch into my fourth year. My first episode is with Jen Wilkin, and I'm very excited about it. So I would love for you guys to listen and follow me there. Um, also on Instagram, I'm Angie Brown Elkins. You can find me. That's my favorite place on the socials. So I would love for you to find me there. That's awesome. Um, Angie, I'm looking forward to that episode with Jen Wilkin. So go find her <laughs> at Chatology. And as you look back on the summer, um, I wonder if you would spend some time reflecting if you look more like Jesus than you did at the start. If you answered yes, I think so. I think I can see a little bit of growth or maybe a lot of growth. I would love to hear your story. How is God working the fruit of his spirit in you, in your children, in your family? Did you go through the season with some friends in a prayer group or a text group? You can go to prayersofrest.com and click the microphone on the side of the page to leave me a quick voice message. I want to celebrate with you what God is doing in your life. We'll be back this fall with a new season of Prayers of Rest. Um, I'm so looking forward to recording these episodes and equipping you. Just as a little sneak peek, what we'll be doing is learning how to pray for the people we love in our lives. How do we pray for our husband, children, our neighbor? How do we pray for teachers and pastors? How do we pray for that friend who just received a cancer diagnosis? Mm. When you tell someone, I'll pray for you, how do you actually follow up and do that? That is where we're going in our new season of the Prayers of Rest podcast.
announced this fall. Until then, we'll be re-airing some of the favorites from this past year, and you can invite your friends to join you in that as well. Until we meet again, may you rest in God's loving presence.